with the farm go. Hello. Hi, I was just talking about how spicy Minecraft looks nowadays. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about how spicy I was looking nowadays. I mean, you're looking pretty spicy. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I, uh, you mean my general or our Minecraft, which you can find in the Discord below? I mean both. I was looking at the new world generation, and it looks like really crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, like the update update. The yeah, where it like, looks like actual terrain now. It's actually like pretty nuts. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. Well, did you like? Welcome to the Minecraft mo minute uh, in ruining movies. Uh, did you see now that uh, monsters in 1.18 are only gonna spawn in uh, z light level zero? Interesting. So like, you only really need to use like one torch for like 300 blocks. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Also, yeah. kind of not awesome. Right. Well, I, I don't guess know how I feel about farms. that. Easier, harder. I don't know. Now's I don't know. Time it might exactly. This. Well, this isn't a Minecraft <laughs> podcast. This is a movie <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, hi. How's it going? It, it's another Good. podcast we're recording where it's about to storm any minute now. Yeah. Uh, so. So warning you know, that we've had disclosure. <laughs> climate change. Everyone, it's happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. Take a swig of my drink. This is the third podcast we've recorded in a row where we've had to put a. <laughs> at the top of the episode warning that if we did just stop talking it's because a storm has knocked our power out <laughs> yeah well you know it's the midwest these days i guess it really is it's like my dog's actually like depressed because i haven't been able to take him for a walk in the last like week <laughs> no, because I'm every time sorry. i go outside it's like about to storm and i'm like well i can't go because we're gonna get to the end of the block and it's gonna start storming or four sparks yeah He's, he's, he's dog-pressed right now. Rough. Rough. <laughs> yeah, he's rough. It's rough. <laughs> What's in the mug? Bitcoins. Bitcoins. <laughs> Just drinking virtual currency over there? Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh... Oh, let's, uh... Let's, yeah, well, well, I was going to say, let's get things started. But uh, unless you have something else... Any more playful banter... <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say, here's the multi-twitch if anyone wants to see both of us. Yes, yes, go do that. I will also uh, post that in my uh, Twitch chat right now. Use the multi-link, everyone. You can see both of our pretty faces at the same time. Hear our voice. You can hear our voices four times, too, if you are brave enough to have both of our audios on. You can do it. I believe in you. Yeah, I believe in you. Oh, the good old 18-plus warning on both of our streams. There we go. Um, uh, yeah. I don't even know where I was going to go. I hope you guys like Zack Snyder, because we're about to talk about him a lot tonight. We are? Oh, for the news we are. But let's okay. introduce the podcast first. Uh, hi everyone, welcome back. Welcome for the first time. If you're new here, uh, this is Ruining Movies, a live podcast that debuts... Deb does, is debut the right word? Is no. broadcasted live uh, <laughs> at 6pm Eastern on Tuesdays. It's a podcast in which... We talk about a movie of the week. This week we are talking about the French film La Jete. Um, I made that sound like Spanish. Um, <laughs> we're talking about that film. Uh, and then La with the Jete. help <laughs> La Jete, uh, with the help of uh, you wonderful audience at the end of the episode, uh, we ruin that movie by rewriting it in, by making it a prequel, sequel, or a remake, and then changing it to the genre of your choice. You can vote on that about either a day or the same day uh, if you join our discord you'll be able to vote on pre uh, future episodes and if you're here right now you can go vote for the end of the episode now um but yeah but before we get into ruining uh 
that film La Jete. Um we have some things to talk about. We got to we got to talk about what we've been watching and we got to talk about the news. Uh so Shane chat. Oh also we're the host. I'm Zach that's Shane. That's me. I'm Shane. Hi yeah, everyone. We're, we're, we know this is only the 16th <laughs> episode. We've not we've only done this 16 times. Um <laughs> Hi. Uh hi Shane. Hi chat. Hi. What have you guys been watching? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I uh I finished season two of Black Summer. Nice. How's that going? It's How'd gone. that go? <laughs> it's gone. I finished it's gone. it. It's it was done. awesome. It nice. was worth it. I, I would recommend it. Hell yeah. For for anyone that's interested in some some character driven zombie shows. I do like some character driven zombie we've character driven zombies is what we're all about here. Yeah. On yeah. movies. It's it's pretty solid. Um yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. Have you watched uh, watching anything else? Um not particularly. I'm trying to think okay. if there was any movies I watched. I did watch a uh a foreign movie. It was a like a Russian movie, but I, I can't remember anything about oh, it. Oh nice. Was it Black Widow? <laughs> no. Okay. No. That'd be an excellent uh Excellent plug, though. I didn't watch that. Did you? No, I didn't. I, I'll watch it in three months when it's on Disney Plus. Not for that's what I'm bucks. saying. Thirty dollars. Uh, Thirty dollars. Which for is everyone like, here, like my every every theater experience I've had, a ticket's never cost me more than like ten dollars, even at the most expensive. I was gonna say I always get popcorn and a drink, so it's usually running me around twenty dollars. But that's I mean. still that's still like ten dollars, like cheaper than a. Uh, I just mean for the ticket. Like I've right. never paid more than ten dollars for for strictly a ticket because like I'm the guy that brings like a water bottle and like pockets full of snacks. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah definitely. And like I'm the same way at home, right? Like I already have food at home. So right. in theory, let's say I pay the maximum cost for a movie ticket, ten dollars. There's two two people gonna watch this movie. Uh so it's twenty dollars. That is still ten dollars cheaper <laughs> to just I... go and watch the movie. I think the only time I would ever watch, like, a mo- pay $30 for a streaming, like, service to watch it at home is, like, if I could get, like, a bunch of friends together and, like, we all pitched in, like, $3. Yeah, or maybe if you had asked me, like, I don't know, like, 14 months ago. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. Then uh, maybe I would have been down, but, you know, now it's uh, way overpriced and I can just wait. Yeah. A few months, right? I mean, I've already been spoiled by everything in Black Widow, and right now I'm just like, okay, I don't care. Um, I haven't been, so right, don't. Well, you're not, you, so you don't know that uh, Thanos is back. No. He's back. <laughs> He's back <laughs> somehow. Uh, yeah, nice. Have you watched uh, Fear Street uh, Part One or Part Two yet? No, I'm okay. sorry. At this point, I might as well just wait until yeah, the third one comes out and watch all three. One. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Black Summer, rec- recommend? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did watch Loki, um, nice. but we'll get yeah, to that. We'll, we'll talk to that about that at the end of uh, the news segment. Um, yeah, so I guess new we'll... Segment. New segment? Loki yeah. The Loki segment. Um, so what have I been watching? Oh, I'm still watching Supernatural. My God, I like keep feeling like I'm getting near the end that I remember this is like the one piece of fucking television where it goes on for 15 seasons. I'm yes. at season six right now, and I gotta say, they've literally just gone off the rails with mm-hmm. the with the show, and I I'm loving it. Uh, last episode I watched was a uh, 
the boys, the Winchesters the are boys. coming. <laughs> the boys, the Winchesters <laughs> coming into like the real world and like, uh, like they switched place with the like actors. So like Jensen and Garrett, like the actual like people in real life, and then like, but like Winchesters were here and they had to act, and it was like just such a ridiculous episode, <laughs> but it was so fun. I I it's weird mostly most times shows I feel like don't get better when you like a season six or seven but I I think Supernatural is like at its prime right now just being as stupid and ridiculous as possible right now they fought a dragon like two episodes ago I'm here for it there, it's got like a solid soundtrack too and there's some funny yeah. stuff with the music That's that the- they do. That's the thing, like, it's I clever. I keep forgetting that this was, like, a CW show, I think, mm-hmm. like, but, like, they have, like, hits, like, they play, like, Bowie and stuff, and it's like, how yeah. are you guys affording Boston. this? Yeah, like, they're, like, actual, like, not generic songs that you just pick off of, like, YouTube, the YouTube music yeah. library, like, these are, like, legit, like, top-of-the-chart songs. You can listen to them on YouTube. <laughs> exactly, exactly, I just, the, the last episode ended with, um... Celine Dion. So it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Okay. Yeah. That whole episode. That's not what about... I meant when I said that it was a banger of a soundtrack. <laughs> but I mean, I don't like Titanic, yeah. but Celine Dion is a banger. No, There's not some bangers on there. Shit about Celine Dion, but that's not She's exactly who I was talking the greatest about. Greatest Canadian musician <laughs> of all time. How dare you? Um. Uh, what of else? all time? Of all th- okay, I mean, I guess clip Rush. It. Somebody Rush clip could- it. I'm trying to think of who else is like a good like Canadian musician. Well, we have a lot of Canadian fans and friends. Yeah. They're probably gonna yell at me. I mean, Celine's and there's up a there. lot of uh, there's a lot of good Canadian musicians. Like Rush, obviously. I like Rush. Um, like Googling. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the podcast where we get derailed. Um. Arcade Fire, I like. Okay. Oh, that's just on fires from there as well. Nickelback. Have a, uh, Devin Townsend, he's cool. Lover Boy. Dead Mouse. You know, Neil still, Young. Hello. I'm. St- I. I oh, Tokyo Police Club. Okay. Oh, Chad, whatever from Nickelback. <laughs> Chad <laughs> oh, I, just, Kroger? I said Nickelback. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? I still think I'm. I'm gonna stay by that statement. I think Dion still, still, still the best. I don't Sarah know what she's McLaughlin? done. I like Celine better. Uh, <laughs> all right. Alanis Morissette. Oh, now, you shit. can't change my mind. You cannot change my mind now. You had me on the ropes. Not anymore. I'm still a Celine fan, but I'm way more of an Alanis fan. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, oh, right, I didn't well, know she was Canadian. Good for her. I good for her being Canadian. <laughs> um, what else have I been watching? Oh, uh, the second season of uh, I Think You Should Leave, which everyone should be watching, is came out, and I watched that all in one night. It's so fucking funny. Uh, have okay, you watched okay. any of the skits I've posted no. in the Discord? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'm a real, real bad Yeah, friend. you suck. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, I know Tevisor has also watched it and is a big fan of it. Honestly, anyone who is a fan of absurdist humor humor, or, like, really liked Eric Andre's show or just, like, skits in general, like, I highly recommend I Think You Should Leave. It It's on season two right now. Season two just came out. And it's honestly, I think, the funniest thing on Netflix. 
Okay. It, okay. It's so no good. Deal. The episodes are about like 20 minutes. You can, I, like I said, I watched the entire second season, all like seven or eight episodes in like one night. Um, and it's just so good. It's so, it's so, it's, it's strange humor. I, this isn't like a show, like I could uh, honestly say like everyone can watch and they would think it's the funniest thing ever. And uh, mm-hmm. because it is really like weird, absurd, like Eric Andre style humor where it's just like normal situations, but it's like really anxious and just really weird and just, it's, it's really good. I really, I, I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, okay. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Fierce, 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 Fear Part 2. Fear Street Part 2. Uh, <laughs> Have you which, ever seen Fear starring Mark Wahlberg? The, the, the game? I, I, I know. I've, no. I, there's the Fear games. Uh, I've not, yeah, not yeah. seen that. I've not seen it. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Fear Street Part 2 came out. Uh, still liking the series. Still liking it. I think um, <laughs> I'd probably say first and Part one and part two are probably even for me. Um, part two obviously was more of a, uh, well, it was a camp slasher. So that's your Friday the Thirteenth, um, a sleepaway camp, all those type of slashers. Um, it got gory though. I will say the amount okay. of kills in the part two are fucking nuts. It's Hell a yeah. goddamn slaughterhouse, which it, <laughs> I was surprised. Like it really gets bloody in the second part, which I'm here for. Um, so part three, I. Part three is going to be interesting because uh, you don't really have colonial slasher films, so right. it, it'll be interesting. Which I I thought like immediately after that, like why don't we have colonial slasher films? <laughs> like that sounds like a crazy cool genre. I if Chad, if you know of any like sweet. crazy historical slashers, let me know because I can't really think of any. Like, has there ever been like a Jack the Ripper slasher film or anything? Uh, I don't know. I know, like, Leprechaun, like, 3 was back about back in the day, Ireland. Oh, you might like uh, The Irregulars. That that was that show that came out on Netflix. It was kind of oh, like a yeah. Sherlock Holmes style, like, in the same time frame as Sherlock Holmes. And it was very slashery. Okay. But also, I don't know. Maybe not. Like I, I don't want, know. Like, give me a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but like in like 1860 when the chainsaw was invented. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. I don't know. Awesome. I, I don't know when the chainsaw was invented. But I'm gonna guess it's <laughs> sometime around there. Um, but yeah, give me give me some like old school like slashers. I like I kind of get like why they don't make old school ones because it's kind of like slashers are kind of about like the fear of like it can happen to you in real life and like if you see right, like a right. bunch of like uh, Quakers. Wearing like the Puritan style of garb, getting slashed yeah. up. You're like, ah. Eh, oh, okay. uh, that movie. Um, oh my gosh, what the, what the frick? Now I'm not gonna be able to think of it after I've recommended it so many times. Ah, it's on Netflix. Man okay. goes to island. Island is old timey. Oh, the it's it's not it's not the ritual. It's um. That was this... the first thing that came to my head. That's so funny. It's, but yes, it's also a pretty good Netflix horror film. I've seen mm-hmm. it. I know what you're talking about. Which anyway, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. if you guys haven't seen The Ritual on Netflix, like that's actually like a really yeah, solid, solid, solid horror film on Netflix. Um, oh my god, now that's gonna drive me crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to Netflix. Uh, yeah. Let me let's Netflix horror films. Uh, welcome to the podcast where we Google everything. 
Um, it's Netflix made horror films. Because it was made up for Netflix, right? Uh, yeah, it's a Netflix original. Let's see. Uh, Daryl's Game was a really good horror film too, but it's really fucked up. I can't really recommend it. Um, <laughs> Apostle. Yes, that yeah. is what it is called. It's kind of like Wicker Man. Yeah, that that movie was kind of like old timey. Yeah, it wasn't much of a slasher though. But, hey, uh, I found that movie, the Russian movie. It's called that I that I watched like almost all of. It's called Major Grom, Plague Doctor. Interesting. That's an interesting name. Yeah, it it was pretty cool, I guess. Cop goes super cop in Russia. In Russia, nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was pretty uh, solid. Yeah. Um, I I w- said I was gonna watch Twelve Monkeys, but I didn't. I didn't have time. Me too. I've Me seen too. it. Brad Pitt acts like a crazy person in an asylum. It's pretty much the same as Legete, except it's an action film. Um, and there's a TV okay. series. We'll talk about that when we get into the movie of the week. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been watching. I can't really think of anything else. It's just supernatural. I think you should leave. Fear Street Part 2 and 3. Loki, obviously. Ming Bone and 2. Um, which exciting week this week. We get uh, the finale to Loki tonight, t- tomorrow morning. Still weird-ass day to release Marvel. Our evening, if you're me on a normal sleep schedule. Yeah, and if you're not me, who's going to be still up at... 3 a.m. when it releases. Um, and then uh, Friday, we're getting the last uh, part three of Fear Street. So, big week. Big week for uh, streaming. Streaming media. Also, I believe uh, Disney's What If comes out soon. Uh, I think that doesn't come out till next month. But I, I could be wrong. Um, we're actually going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, okay. But yeah, let's jump into the news. So, like I said, we got some Zack Snyder news. Uh, to talk about and uh i didn't even pick these two out of like on purpose they're just like the two most talked about things right now in the movies other than like the emmys which i don't care about um so yeah 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 if you want to pull that up um i just i'm gonna say this up front as always when we talk about Zack snyder i'm not throwing i don't dislike him as a human being i don't know him as a human being but my god the movie choices Gonna drive me crazy. So uh, let's start with this first article that I pulled up, um, which is Zack Snyder to direct Netflix movie inspired by Akira Kurosawa and Star Wars. First of all, I have a problem with that fucking title. Uh, and quote Star Wars. <laughs> and quote Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. It's saying he's directing a film inspired by Akira Kurosawa and Star Wars is redundant. Star Wars is inspired by Akira Kurosawa. A hundred percent, we wouldn't have Star Wars without Seven Samurai. So easy. Um, but anyway, uh, this uh, this uh, ar- this article, this news that's coming out is uh, Zack Snyder is making a movie for Netflix called Rebel Moon, which is inspired by Star Wars. A little bit of history, since I did some digging on this, is uh, Zack Snyder pitched this movie to Star Wars, to Disney, and they shut him down. So this is a movie written for the Star Wars universe. Okay. Star Wars and Disney said no, so he took it to Netflix, and he's changed the name to Rebel Moon. This is just a modern-day Spaceballs. I I don't think Zack Snyder's (laughs) films are that funny. 
And I don't think Mel Brooks went to Lucasfilms with an idea yeah. about Star Wars and got denied. But I'm just saying, it's like, <laughs> this movie feels like that, you know? It's like, I wouldn't be surprised if the main character of his story was called, like, Lone Star. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, what is going on here? Like, I... So... My first question is, what did Zack Snyder write that Disney and Star Wars said no to, seeing that they're really expanding their universe for right now? universe right now? I honestly feel like Zack Snyder, a Zack Snyder Star Wars film, would be a big hit for them because of, uh, first of all, Zack Snyder's fan base and uh, the that's I would say small majority of like Star Wars fans kind of being rabid. I feel like there's a little bit of a crossover. No offense if you're a fan of either of them, but I feel like there's kind of a crossover there. Um, like, I think a Zack Snyder Star Wars film would be, like, a big thing for people in Star Wars. So what did he write <laughs> that they said no to him? What do you, Rebel what, Moon. Yeah, what, 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 what do you think is this, this movie is going to be about? Um, so he, he's saying that he's deeply inspired by Akira Kurosawa. For anyone who doesn't know who Akira Kurosawa is, he is one of the most prophetic... prophetic Prophilic, prophilic? I can't say words. I'm He's one of the most important filmmakers of all time. Easy as said. We talked about Stanley Kubrick last week about him being one of the most important filmmakers of all time. Akira Kurosawa, same level as Stanley Kubrick. Um, he created Rashomon, uh, Seven Samurai, Dreams. I think Tokyo Story was his. Um, anyway, amazing filmmaker. Seven Samurai is said to have. Well, not even just said, like, George Lucas literally said Seven Samurai inspired him to make Star Wars. Seven Samurai is also kind of the reason why we have all these crazy action blockbusters, uh, because Seven Samurai was kind of the first ever, like, team-up movie to save the town. I mean, I guess you have westerns, but, uh, even Seven Samurai inspired a lot of westerns. The Magnificent Seven. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I don't know which came out first. I'm just saying things because that sounded sh- like the same idea because they come together to save a town. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Seven Samurai comes first. Um, yeah, 1960 is uh, Magnificent Seven. Uh, uh, Seven Samurai is in the 50s. So, okay. like I said, Seven Samurai is one of the most important films for, like, modern Hollywood. And Akira Kurosawa is equally one of the most important filmmakers. Um, so, I... I just don't know what this film's going to be about. It's called Rebel Moon. A team Moon. coming together to take over, uh, to, to win back the planet. Yeah, yeah I mean, it probably is going to be... A Rebel a, Moon. A Rebel, oh my god, now that They're you gonna said They're going to turn that, it exactly into a Rebel Moon. Uh, so, uh, news broke... I'm going to just read this part of the article. Uh, news broke in 2013 that Snyder was developing a Kurosawa-inspired Star Wars film that would have been, again, redundant. I'm sorry, I'm going to keep saying that. Star Wars <laughs> is literally inspired by Akira Kurosawa. You don't have to say Akira Kurosawa-inspired Star Wars films. They're all inspired by his films. Um, that would have been loosely inspired by the classic 1954 and Seven Samurai. Again, that is what Star Wars is... Ah! Um, uh, where Jedi Knights and lightsabers would be used instead of Ronin and Samurai swords. Uh, though the project never came to fruition, Snyder is moving forward with its core story and themes for Rebel Moon. Albit, albeit without, uh, albeit. Without, albeit, thank you, God, I cannot <laughs> read today. Albeit without any Star Wars connections. So he's going to make a fucking Star Wars film. Spaceballs. Like, 
Yeah, but the thing is, Spaceballs, I still had a connection to Star Wars. He sounds like he's making a... Well, they were spoofing Star Wars directly. Right. And they, like, still reference, like, Jedis and lightsabers. If you're making a movie that you've been writing where it's, like, Jedi Knights instead of Samurai Swords, and you can't use the word Jedi Knights or lightsabers and you still have them in it, what is it? Uh... It, yeah, but like in Spaceballs, it wasn't the Force; it was uh, the virus. Yeah. But so again, in this, it'll be like the 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 Foose. I mean, they're I, using the Foose and I, their laser swords. I could see Zack Snyder unironically <laughs> doing that. Now that you say that, it's not going to be the Force; it's going to be like the push. The genie charge in with their laser swords and use their <laughs> Foose pushes. <laughs> God damn it! I will have to say, what better place for a Zack Snyder film to take place than the moon, where there's no color already? Uh, so that was the first part of Zack Snyder news we got. Again, nothing personal to Zack Snyder himself. I just don't know why people keep giving so much money to make these movies. Nothing personal. Please do not see the previous fifteen podcasts. Yeah, again, <laughs> Zack Snyder, I heard, is a pretty good dude. I just don't understand why everyone keeps... Like, he can keep making films, just why is every studio ever just giving him unlimited money to make these films? Yeah, everyone's, like, all about it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, So, let's move forward to an even stupider thing that is happening. Uh, Netflix reveals first-look images of Army of the Dead prequel. Uh... So, first of all, you think of Army of the Dead prequel. Oh, maybe we're going to learn about where the zombies come from. You'd be wrong. This Army of the Dead prequel is instead going to be called Army of Thieves. And it's going to follow around the German guy from the first film uh-huh. as he goes and robs vaults in Europe. Okay. Why is this a prequel to Army of the Dead? Army of the Dead, the only thing it had going for it was the zombies. And this guy, who died. Yeah. So, like, in this movie, I know he's not gonna die. Right, so yeah, you put, take away that, the, the, that feeling of suspense. We also know he gets away scot-free, he's not in jail or anything in Army of the Dead. Right. Um, But, like, it's so crazy that Army of the Dead came out with this idea that, like, Zombies in Vegas, which was the idea that everyone liked. We we even talked about Army of the Dead like uh, three, four episodes ago in depth about OBS. We both watched it and kind of our thoughts on it. And we kind of both came out of there with like the zombies were the most interesting part. Uh, the, the the cast uh, didn't really have any uh, chemistry. The dialogue was awful. The characters also felt so bland. So yeah. he's making, there's a prequel to that where he, they're removing the zombies and focusing on the characters that we don't care about. It's it's only one character that we don't care about, and now they're gonna give us a bunch of new characters to not care about. Yeah. So this this is the the synopsis. Uh, in the prequel to Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, small town bank teller Dieter gets drawn into the venture of a lifetime when a mysterious woman recruits him to join a crew of Interpol's most wanted criminals, attempting to heist a sequence of legendary, impossible to crack safes across Europe. I just don't know why I should care. I just don't know why they why is this even connected to Army of the Dead? Like 
uh, why should I care? This dude is going to die after this yeah. movie. Like, exactly. 100%. So, like, well, I already knew he was a good bank safe guy. Like, now I yeah. have to hear, see about his ventures. Like, there's not even any zombies in this. Right, exactly. There's no zombies. Okay, this is this is my theory. This is, okay, now that I'm, like, looking at these images a little bit more, this is my theory for Army of the Thieves. They're, they're robbing a bunch of banks that look like Tomb Raider-style vaults. Like, they all have, like, I'm pretty sure that one has the Star You're of David right. on it. So, You're right. And, like, that one has, like, a, the Celtic Knot on it and, like, yep. a bunch of, like, legendary things. There's good, they're going to find something mystical, and that's going to be the thing that creates the zombies. <laughs> and that's going to be the connection. I still think it'll suck. Get it on camera. It's here. Yeah, it's... Okay, so let me just say yeah. I just don't care, care about right. this movie. Also, uh, I foresee a bunch of other army of the blanks coming in, right? So, right. like, let's just pick a... I'm just going to pick a character off of here. Let's say the guy on the far right with his Whoa, arms crossed and the beard. Yeah. You know who he, he kind of looks like if you scroll down to like a uh, attachment army of the thieves to the last photo he kind of looks like um Hugh Jackman. He kind of does, yeah. and I notice that he's in most of these pictures. So yeah. like you know let, let's just assume that uh I don't know he dies in this movie. Right. Okay. In the next movie, are we gonna learn about like? Army, of, Army of the insert this guy's backstory <laughs> here. So let's and, keep going um, back. Yeah, we'll just continue going back and back until you know we run out of characters to kill off. Yeah, I just, uh, like uh, I've seen that actor who plays Dieter before, and he is funny. But like, I don't think like we saw even Dave Bautista couldn't carry Army of the Dead, and Dave Bautista's right. like hot right now. Like he's. One yeah. of the like the like people put him in everything and he it does well. Um yep. I don't know. It also says in the same paragraph that Zack Snyder's also working on the other prequel, Army of the Dead Las Vegas. Lost Vegas. L O S T Vegas. <sighs> Alright. I just don't know what I'm supposed to say. I just but it's like I I don't want to like sit here and just bash on Zack Snyder forever. It's just I'm not interested in this like universe just, that you're building. Exactly. And it's just it's not like again, I nothing against Zack Snyder. I just don't understand like what is going on where these studios Netflix is investing so much into this. Yeah. Like I I don't even know like the amount of money that they're investing into this, but like it's the same with we're talk we talked about James Cameron and the Avatar sequels. Yeah, yeah, big risk here. <laughs> yeah, like why are these big, studios big just like being like here, have all this money and make all these films like we don't even know if the first one's good. Like right. Just use the money to make other things. Yeah, and this like their the path that they're on is just like bananas. Yeah. So, so like I don't know. I just can't really think of another franchise that's taking this kind of approach. I mean, Fear Street is doing the going backwards thing. Yeah. But I don't know if it's even remotely close to this. I have no frame well, of reference. Yeah, there. I think they're all connected that way. I mean, I, you know, I guess Army of Thieves and Army of Dead will be, like, connected, but, like, it just seems like Zack Snyder wanted to tell, like, his Ocean's Eleven. 
Yeah. Even though that's what Army of the Dead was. Whatever. Let's get past this. Let's move on to some like actually happy better news. Um, let's move on to uh, Venom Two. So, Woo! yeah. Uh, Tar- Tom Hardy. T- Tom. Let's call him Tom. Tom Hardy earns his first writer's credits for his contribution to Venom Two. So what that means for anyone um who doesn't really understand what the writer's credit thing means and like how you get it is usually actors and actresses uh, don't really get writer's credits. It's usually left for the screenwriters, sometimes the director, sometimes producers. It's usually someone who actually goes into the script and then affects it a lot. It's not just like, oh, ad-libbing your lines or changing a couple lines. It's like actually contributing to how the story was written. And uh, this article is actually really cool to read. Um, We've talked about before on this podcast how there are some actors like Dave Bautista, who we just talked about, who like really get into their roles and really want to make the things they're making. And Tom Hardy feels really connected to Venom. It even says the first paragraph, first sentence, he's married to Venom. Screenwriter Kelly Marcel says of the franchise's leading star. Um, so anyway, this article just goes through how during the pandemic, uh, Tom Hardy would spend like hours and hours on uh, video calls with the writers talking about like what Venom would do and all that stuff, which uh, he ended up earning a writer's credit for, which is really cool, which also gives me hope for the movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it just, I, I get more hype for a movie when I know an actor is like actually being earnestly like really is into the movie. And I'm not saying every actor has to be into the movie to be for it to be a good movie, but like, you know, passion projects usually always have something special to them. So this seems like a Tom Hardy's uh, passion project. Should be sweet. Yeah, I'm excited. I liked the first one a lot. I know it had some like mixed reviews, but I liked it a lot. Right. I mean, I've, that's what I've heard. I still haven't seen it, but I've like heard that in general is like a lot of people had fun with the first Venom. But yeah, there were parts of it that, that I didn't jive with as much but that's a great way to put it i i had a lot of fun with it <laughs> yeah and i mean that's totally fine i mean um i so i i mean i probably am gonna actually watch the first venom now and it'd be as i kind of want to see let there be carnage the only thing that's kind of keeping me off from let there be carnage is it's not rated r but i mean that's mm-hmm. a stupid reason not to watch a film so I, i'm going to watch it um okay so yeah I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool. Tom Hardy. Good job. Good job. Yeah, that's Famous exciting. Actor I'm a big who's... Tom Hardy fan. Shout out Tom Hardy. Come to our podcast. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, big fan. So, and I like the movie and good for him. That's yeah. exciting. Uh, so let's go ahead. Still uh, staying kind of in the Marvel universe. Uh, Kevin, is it Feige or Feig? I, I actually don't know how to say his name. Feige. Feige. Okay. Kevin Feige says Marvel actors are no longer locked into multi-movie contracts, which at first doesn't seem like a big deal. But I think that's a really big deal for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, we're so used to, like, Robert Downey Jr. getting, like, a seven-movie contract or um, Tom Hiddleston having to play, not having to play, but, like, playing Loki for, like, a long period of time. Uh, pretty much right. everyone who was in the original, like, Phase 1 and 2, like, had these crazy long contracts. And that's kind of, like, what built the MCU up is having all these reoccurring characters and actors and stuff jumping in and out. Um, but knowing that they would come back. But there seems like they're changing that model now so that it's more like solo movie contracts. Which makes me really interested in what is going to come with that. It could not really be anything. I could also I could be looking at this and just like not I don't I want to say overreacting because I don't think I'm overreacting, but I could just this could just be like some 
financing they're doing, or this could really be a big change in the MCU where we don't get these long drawn out stories they're trying to tell anymore. And we're getting more like solo projects. What are your thoughts on this? What do you think they're trying to do with this? I think it's just a way to give people an out. Yeah. I, I, I know, uh, uh cut off that real quick before you go forward. I know that, okay. um, uh, Kevin Feige, I think, says somewhere in this article, I read it in another article, that they kind of wanted to do this so they could try to get all their actors who didn't want to hold on to those like long contracts, which I understand. Like, mm-hmm. you, you grab one of those contracts, you're kind of doing that for the next you're couple years. It, yeah. yeah. And it's exhausting. I mean, like, you know, they, it's a lot of work to stay in, like, tip-top Thor and Captain America. And right, shape. exactly. Yeah. Um, And they do that shit for... I mean, a long time. Obviously, I have no true frame of reference on how long it takes to, like, film a movie and everything. But, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's strenuous. I know it's strenuous. I mean, just look at what Henry Cavill does to to do what he does. Dike dehydration and everything else. Right, it's crazy. which is, yeah, it, it, um, it really is, yeah. So, I think it's kind of, like, a way to offer an out for certain people. Like, if if they want to continue to play the role, it's probably there for them. It's not like, like if, if someone comes in and they just fucking nail it for the role of like, yeah, Johnny Flame or something. Is that the is that the guy from the Fantastic Four? Uh, jo- Johnny Storm. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't, his think his name. Last, I don't think his name is Johnny last name is Flame. Flame. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he changed his yeah. last name once he got firepowers. It's Storm. <laughs> Johnny Storm, right? Somebody comes in, they just fucking nail it. They knock it out of the park. It's not like they're going to have to, like, retry out for that role for the next 10 years, right? Like, they've probably just got it in the bag. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they want to hang up the the tights <laughs> or whatever right, after, like, right. two years instead of 10 years or something. Definitely, definitely. And I think that's, like, exactly what they're going for here is, like, like Kevin Feige says, like, they kind of get other actors and actresses to dip their toes into uh the mcu i just this is i this has the potential of like changing the mcu i think um i agree which i I don't know if it's good or bad uh we still don't really know what's coming up with these new phases we have no idea if they're trying to do the same thing with infinity war or even if it's a good idea to try to recapture what they did in infinity war like right maybe that's not even what they go for anymore but who knows um the the way that you just said that about them dipping their toes in the water just got me yeah. thinking a little bit like it would, that makes sense though like if i'm an actor and i have the potential to score this big role right and right. i have like i have one role with james cameron's like titanic or yeah. i can be in like a a five or six movie deal and like roll the dice on this quote unquote mcu yeah as like um you know iron man or something and it's like you know it could work it might work who knows but it's like it's for sure six movies six movies takes a long fucking time as opposed to like this lump sum that i could get done in one go right now and not sign on for a long time contract so like i could understand like an actor or an actress going in and being like you know hesitant to want to sign on to a big deal like that but if they were not obligated to jump on like it it makes it a lot more palatable to want to try to be a superhero 
Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Well, we could see more bigger actors and actresses coming into the MCU with that. We could see like rotating characters in and out. We could see mm-hmm. smaller stories being told. I, I, I well, we really have to see how this pans out because like obviously this isn't going to really affect the current phase because we've already had all those movies produced and everything. Right. But that like that could mean like the Eternals show up and like half the Eternals don't come back or something yeah. like that, which could be interesting. Um yeah, so let's move forward uh, out of the movies uh, into television um, and kind of talking the same superhero route. Uh, we're going to talk about Henry Cavill. Cavill oh, and, yeah. Uh, uh, the Witcher Season 2 trailer. I still haven't watched the first season of The Witcher. I watched the first episode. Kind of felt like it wasn't really for me. So I think you can probably speak on this better than I can. Um, the Season 2 trailer. Did you Have you had a chance to watch it? I did. Okay, what are your thoughts on it? Uh well I liked season one I know a lot of people weren't in love with it but I kind of I kind of yeah. liked it a lot um oh yeah so with this new trailer it seems like they're gonna continue on a good path I'm excited for what's to come they're going to do some cool stuff looks like go to some places that are familiar to people that like the series and stuff also I noticed that Netflix and CD Projekt Red had like a Witcher con. Yeah, they had something going on last week. Yeah, so it's interesting to see them kind of working side by side and being involved even in the same like field together. I like that. Wasn't the first season more based off the books than the game? Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's because like I well, I mean, I don't know. I never played the first Witcher game, so maybe like the first Witcher game is way more closely related to what went on in the first season. Right. Um, but I, I can't really speak on that. I know that the first season of the show is a lot more closely related to the source material, um, which is the books. Uh, right. But, you know, CD Projekt Red also based their games off of the source material. So it's cool to see them kind of like participating in this in this thing kind of side by side i would love to see like season three of the witcher have some cd project reds like musical influence yeah definitely um, i mean I, again i've only i haven't played i've only played a little bit of witcher the three but i mean even from the little bit i've played from it, it it's a great game um, yeah i mean i don't want the show to take all the same avenues as the game obviously like right, i want it to right. be its own thing definitely um but if they just use like one song it would it'd be kind of neat to hear it pop up you know because the the music was just so like iconic in that game yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i I listened to the soundtrack of the witchery and i haven't even played it i've only played a little bit of it so i've listened to it a bunch yeah the soundtrack (laughs) is great it's really good um so i'm particularly excited but i'm also super biased Right, so. exactly. <laughs> That's why I wanted you to talk about it because, like I said, I didn't really like the first uh, episode. It was I, I kind of figured out it wasn't really for me, but I know like a lot of people love it, so they really yeah. like the series. So I, uh, I heard yeah. some mixed oh, yeah. reviews. I heard praise. And I heard bad reviews. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I uh, I can I can kind of see it from all sides, but I'm just a, when it comes to stuff like this, I'm a real sucker for just like what it is. Like, I'm going to watch the Amazon Lord of the Rings show, and I'm going to watch the Lord of the Rings anime, not because they're going to be good or bad, but just because they're Lord of the Rings, you know? Definitely, definitely. (laughs) 
Definitely. I, uh, I, I don't know. I have this weird thing where I like actually don't consume and don't watch that many fan, like that much fantasy style things. Um, like Lord of the Rings is really the only series that I've ever like really watched that is fantasy based. Yeah, uh, like, I, that's true. There are a lot of movies that I've enjoyed, but when it comes to shows and stuff, not too much. Yeah, which is just strange to me because, like, a huge D and D fan here, huge like fantasy right. like audiobook and novel fan. I just I just could never connect to the movies. I don't know, but um, yeah. So The Witcher season two, I know a lot of people are hyped for it. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll give it another try. I just remember really not liking uh, how it was edited, which is such a petty mm-hmm. thing to not like. Um, but it kind of was driving me crazy. Um, but I know. A lot Luckily of for the Witcher series, uh, Henry Cavill is like a Tom Hardy. Right. Yeah. Right? I he, mean, he loves what he's doing with this. It is kind of like a passion project. So and you can tell he's pumped like for it. Yeah. And he, yeah. And he's like such him. a charmer. Henry Cavill, really come is. on our show with Tom <laughs> Hardy. On. Hang out. And Conan O'Brien. <laughs> we invited him last podcast. Everyone just join our everyone's tree pass. Join us. <laughs> join us. Um, Zack Snyder joined us. Yell at us. <laughs> Beat us up. Beat us up. Yeah. Um. Come give your point of view on all these things. <laughs> um. All right. So. Uh. Yeah. Witcher season two. Um. Going on to one of my uh guilty pleasure shows. Um. American Horror Stories is coming stories. out soon. <laughs> stories. Uh. <laughs> For those who don't know, there's American Horror Story, which is on season like 10 or 11 now. I've seen every season. Like I said, guilty pleasure. I love the American Horror Story. Every season? I've seen every season. No, I don't love every season, I should say. Um, there hey. is American Horror Story. It always like starts really good and then ends up being really stupid, but I still watch every single se- season. I It's guilty pleasure, like I said. Uh, but anyway, there's a new type of... St- style of american horror story season <laughs> coming out this is weird it's called american horror stories and stories i'm stories like american <laughs> horror story if you're confused um but anyway i think it's this is an actually an interesting idea and a good idea because like i said as someone who has watched all the american horror story seasons they usually start really strong and then end up really stupid um yeah. this uh this new series this is a uh, like i said stories is um a every episode is its own story so it's an anthology but every episode is a different horror story i love Um, anthologies and i love that they're coming up more frequently me too so i think i actually have like actual actually high hopes for this uh season because i think um I think it's a good idea. I mean, and I, I remember when American Horror Story first came out. It was like 2010, 2011. I just, first of all, remember all the commercials. And they were actually like creepy-ass commercials mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the first uh, Murder House uh, season one. Um, Which was I, all right, in my opinion. Season one was pretty good. Um, season two season, was really good. I really like season Asylum two. Everything really else good. I saw after that, I did not like. <laughs> uh, Carnival was okay. Um the Coven, I know a lot of people hate it, but I liked it for some stupid reason. Um, mm-hmm. Apocalypse one, which was recent, was okay. Uh, they did, like, a slasher one, I think, like, two seasons ago. It was, like, 1984 or 1982 yeah. or something. That was actually there pretty good. a o- cult one? Uh, the, yeah, I didn't really like the cult one. Um, there was the one that was the Hotel Cortez with uh, the vampires and Lady Gaga that I actually quite liked. 
Uh, like I said, guilty pleasure. They're, they're all stupid, but I yeah. love them. Look, um, so after season two, I watched some of Coven, and I was like, I don't like this, and I just turned it <laughs> off forever. I will have to say Coven is kind of bad, but I still liked it for some reason. Um, and then the next one is called uh, American Horror Story uh, uh, Double Feature, which uh, I think is interesting. It seems like the first half of the season is going to be about like the East Coast and water creatures, which could be like Lovecraftian or like mermaids. And like the second half is gonna be like aliens, so I mean I'm oh, I'm in, yeah. I'm in. Um, okay. But anyway, this is coming out soon. I think it's actually coming out on Hulu, like this month, um, or next month. And I, I'm quite excited for it. I, I it has a lot of potential. It um anthologies are always good. It's coming out on uh, July 15th actually. Um, that's in wait, two days. That's in two days. Holy shit. Okay. From the so, day of this recording. So I'll see the first episode by then, and we'll know if it's good. But anyway, I think that's cool. I think it's going to be exciting. Um, I know Danny Trejo is supposed to be in one of the episodes. So, Man. Hell yeah. Why is everything releasing on weird days? Yeah, what is the 15th? What is that? That's like a, a Thursday. Thursday. I think American Horror Story has always been released on Thursdays, which is weird. I don't so know you... if that's like an FX thing. <laughs> Uh, man, so you you have a busy week of media this week. You got Holy Loki, shit, then I do. This then uh, Fear Street, but Fear Street you said comes out Friday, so I'll probably grind those out this weekend. Maybe. Yeah, it comes out on Friday at midnight. Um, so cool. yeah, I do. Good thing I don't really have much going on this week. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, to to tomorrow to, to tonight tomorrow morning Loki, uh, Thursday. Which if that's on Hulu, it probably won't come out till Friday. So I'll probably watch that and. Uh, Fear Street Part 3 over the weekend. And then we'll talk about them next week. Um, nice. uh, let's move on to another anthology. We love anthologies, ladies and gentlemen. We, sure, we do. sure do love anthologies. <laughs> That's not even sarcastic. I love me an anthology. Shane loves him himself mm-hmm. in an anthology. And we got Marvel's anthology coming up. The What If series. Um, which we got the trailer for. Well, another trailer. I think there was a trailer already. Yeah, I didn't actually watch this one. I watched the first one, though. Um, It's good. I will have to say it doesn't, like... It shows off more of, like, what's going to happen in each story and kind of the animation style. I will have to say, not the biggest fan of the animation style. Yeah. Um, I think it will have to grow on me. Um, I think the series is quite pretty interesting. Um, we have, like, the first like the first part is, like, showing, like, what if Killmonger saved mm-hmm, um, Tony mm-hmm. Stark, which is interesting. I know it's, like, what if uh, Spider-Man became Doctor Stark? Uh, strange. Uh, we have T'Challa as a uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy. We have a uh, Peggy Carter as Captain Britain. Uh, yeah, we have Marvel Zombies. And this might be uh, a stretch, but I think that this is uh, partly to do with the multiverse of madness. You know, not like I kind of not... hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Not wholly, but to kind of, like, paint a picture, right? It's like... Or open up the idea to it for people. Right, and now this kind of, like, makes it palatable. The whole, like... Because the TVA idea and what was going on and stuff, like, made sense to me, but, like, it is kind right. of, like, a confusing concept, right? That She dropped all these fucking bomb things yeah. all over the timeline, and now, like, the the multiverse, in theory, should already be in madness. Right, right, right. I mean, I think uh, this, you're right. This is a very smart way for Disney and Marvel to get 
like your average movie viewer kind of on board for what's going on there. Like, um, obviously mm-hmm. a multiverse is going to make sense to us. We've read mm-hmm. comics. We're very familiar with that high style thing. Like we video games have got us ready for that. I mean, smash bros yeah. is just a multiverse. Um, so I think this will be an interesting series. Like, again, I do not like the animation style. Um, so I will really have to get used to it. Um, I don't totally hate it, but I'm not totally in love with it either. I'm trying to think what other what other series looks like that. I'm trying. I don't even know what like the style animation. August like, 11th, that comes out. Yeah. Um, but they must have showed the fucking who's that guy in the background of the space? Oh, uh, the Watcher. Yeah, they showed him like three or four times. Right, because that's what gonna, makes me think like he's the one that's being like here, audience. Well, so if if you look through like uh, the clips, you kind of see like Doctor Strange talking to the Watcher. So I wonder right. if this is going to connect that, and Doc, uh, the Watcher is going to be like, "This is what's going on." I think even there's some nar- the nar- the narration is the Watcher in this trailer being like, right. "There's other worlds. This is happening." Well, we're asking asking the question, "What if?" Um, yeah, because now it's like, as a viewer, you for sure know now that there's other universes. Mm-hmm. Uh, our characters took took place on the sacred timeline, but there are other timelines and other things going on all the time. Exactly. So now it's like, you can kind of see what would have... Because, like, yeah, we're saying what if, but there's no reason to believe that in another world this thing couldn't have actually happened. Right, well, because if you're going off the multiverse theory or, like, string theory or whatever theory you want to go off of here, maybe not every theory, you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, I got you. You'll, like, then these, if there's infinite possibilities, then, like, these actually happen in another universe. Right. Um, So, yeah, you're right. Like, I, I think what if it might actually have a bigger part in the MCU than it yeah like at first glance it's like oh disney's got a cartoon exploring weird stuff like maybe this could happen but i think like it's by design that it's coming out when it's coming out right after loki yeah exactly just two weeks after loki just like loki came out two weeks after captain falcon like this is the next part of the the bridging of the gap that i've been talking about Um, right and then what comes after this hawkeye Shang Chi, I, think it I is don't even Hawkeye know. or Shang Chi, and then Black Widow is now in there in the mix too. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'm just saying it, it makes what is likely to come with Doctor Strange and all this other stuff like a lot more palatable. Definitely, definitely, I 100 percent agree with you, and I think that's a great way of putting it. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, so yeah, August 11th. So we're gonna have a couple weeks. Um, Actually, that's like a like four four weeks without uh anything coming out from Marvel. Or is there like movie? There's probably like three movies coming out. I don't know about or some bullshit. Four weeks. We yeah. got Loki on the fifteenth, and then oh yeah, I guess it's yeah, it's about four weeks. Got some time. Um. All right, let's move out of this. Which oh, God, I hate to say this, we're still in Disney somehow. Let's talk about the new. Not that I don't want to talk about this next franchise, but I hate that I have to talk about Aliens and say it's connected to Disney. Um. And I'm talking about the Alien Aliens franchise because they own Fox now, <laughs> so they own Alien and Aliens. Yeah. Okay. Um. But anyway, we're not talking about like Disney and the MCU or anything. Uh. Uh. There is a new Alien, 
uh, TV show coming out. Um, written by Noah Hawley. I'm not quite familiar with that person. Um, and uh, they've come out and said it is not a Ripley story, which I think is totally fine. We don't sure. we don't need any more Ripley stories. I love Ripley as a character, mm-hmm. but like we don't need more. Holy shit! This person wrote Legion and Fargo. I'm in. Uh, really good writer. Both both of those uh, shows, from what I've seen, are great. I love Legion. Um, but anyway, so uh, we're getting a new alien, uh, new alien movie. It seems to. Um, it's taking place on Earth. So for anyone familiar with the Alien and Aliens franchise, I'm just gonna call it the Alien franchise. Um, uh, because there's so many of them. Uh, it, there's never really been one set on Earth. It's always usually in space because, I mean, that's kind of where your alien films should take place because you need the isolation feel to it. I, alien films are great. Um, but this one is going to be taking place on Earth and it seems to have a more of a human-based story and it is more about, uh, I think somewhere on there he said it's going to be... He said something about politics. Um, how it's going to be a little bit more about the politics of alien and aliens, which I think is a really good idea, because um, for those who aren't familiar, like Blade Runner and Alien are kind of in the same universe, and both of those films have a very strong like political stance, kind of on like large corporations, like these corporations that rule everything. So it seems like this—that's what a- this Alien show is going to be covering more, and with the idea of um, Wayland Corp bringing the alien back to Earth and how that is bad. Okay. Um. So, I, I mean, I'm excited for it. It's going to be on FX, which is usually... I, I, can't, I don't, can't really say anything bad about FX shows that I can think Everything of. Everything I've ever seen like and watched with intention, it's been pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a pretty solid like network. Um, what it's, it's, it's Always Sunny is on FX. Um, yeah. uh, Fargo is, Legion is. What other FX shows are there? Uh, Wilfred was on FX. Wilfred was great. Um, uh, what we do in the shadows is fantastic. Um, the strain, I've only seen a couple. I think I only saw season one, but I really liked that. Uh, Sons of Anarchy, never saw, but I know people great talk things about, it. about that. Yeah. Uh, um, Dave, which I've also heard is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Rescue me. Uh, I've heard good things about that too. Archer. Yeah. Okay. So what, what we're getting at is it's good. Um, it, it, FX was, yeah, oh, high fuck. expectations. FX had an Americans on it. I forgot because I watched that all on uh, Amazon Prime, which the Americans is like one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Uh-huh. Um, so good, good. I'm excited for it. Um, we it's kind of nice to see one of these horror franchises being put on FX because we've had a couple of horror franchise turned TV shows in the past. Uh, I know there was like the Scream revival on uh, yeah. TV that I never watched. Because it was on MTV, which I mean, weirdly, that makes the most sense to me. It's like <laughs> Scream being on MTV. They feel very connected to me. But like, yeah. I know like the sci-fi channel also had like a lot of like horror TV shows like the Chucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I also didn't see. Um, so it should be cool. I'm excited. We'll I'm intrigued. I'll probably watch it. Intrigued is a good way of putting it. Um. Uh, yeah. Cool. So that's kind of the news. So let's move on to the Loki segment. Uh, so last week we watched Loki episode five. Uh, the penultimate 
episode. Uh, the next this week, today, tomorrow, in twenty four hours and twelve hours. <laughs> the last we episode. meet the man behind the curtain. Yeah, woman. we meet the entity behind the curtain. We meet the Loki behind the curtain. We meet. Yeah, I kind of think it's going to be a Loki. Loki at this point. I think it's Loki's all the way down, baby. I think it could be a Loki. I think it could be Kang. I think it could be. I think Kang could be uh, Loki's Mephisto. It could uh, be. I see. This, okay, this is my thought on it being Kang the Conqueror. I what we've seen in the last couple. Oh well, and not in the last couple in a uh, Wandavision and uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is they don't really. Herrings. Yeah, red herrings, first of all, and it doesn't seem like they want to put villains from other movies into these shows. So you uh, think it's going to be like a self-contained thing, like they'll find the villain and probably vanquish them? Possibly. I I, I could be wrong, because like, we've seen kind of some behind-the-scenes on these shows, like, originally Doctor Strange was supposed to be in WandaVision. Um, he was supposed to appear sure. in WandaVision doing the dreams and stuff. Like, this is actually a confirmed thing by Kevin Feige. Um, and that was supposed to tie into the Multiverse of Madness, and they got rid of that. So, that kind of has me thinking, oh, they don't want to connect those things. Yet. Um, but I could be wrong. I kind of think it would be really funny if it was a Loki. Yeah, I, I don't hate that theory. Like, I think it'd be fine. Um... I just, uh, I, I don't, I've also toyed around with the idea of another Mobius. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, a, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, like, I, I, most, big part of me wants to say Kang is the Mephisto of this, this series. Yeah, I leaned on that a lot, but it's, like, also a big part of me wants to think that it is him, because, like, I mean... The Captain America thing went with John Walker and, like, introduced, like, a long-term Hydra bad guy, potentially. That is true. That is true. Um, Like, with the Lady Hydra and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I think it could go either way, right? Like, it could be, like, a Wizard of Oz thing where it is, like, self-contained. They save the day. TVA dies. They go on their merry way, and that's it. Shitty bad guy goes down. Or, like, I think it could be the opposite, too. Yeah, the thing is, like, if Kang is there, like, obviously he's not going to lose. Right, um, there's no way that just these two Lokis would be able to do that. If right, anything, I think he would just send them away. Because they already have an actor for Kang and stuff, and we already have confirmation that he's going to be in uh, the new Ant-Man, uh, Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, we know he's going to be there. Um, when is Ant-Man coming? I, uh, I guess, this is all speculation at this point, which has been for all these shows. We don't know. Yeah. Um, the, like you said, red herring, um, all over I, the place, all over the place. So we don't know, but let's talk about episode five. Um, this was the episode, the Loki episode. We got so many Lokis. Uh, we got yeah. old Loki. We got a uh, Loki who had made his own hammer. Loki. We got crocodile Loki. Um, we got president Loki. We got just Lokis. Lokis for as far as the eye could see. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it I, was a fun episode. It was a lot of fun. I uh, I really liked Kid Loki, and I really hope he's back for uh, the Young Avengers. It seems so. At this point, they've basically mentioned almost all of them. Like right. the kid, the kid was in uh, like Young Captain America. Yeah, was um, in Patriot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
and then uh WandaVision. the we got, two uh, kids were in wandavision and we got uh wiccan and speed i think i can't remember his name yeah um and, and then um, hawkeye we're getting it... the daughter we're getting kamala yeah and miss marvel so yeah they're like they're basically setting it up i think right so i, I actually really enjoyed kid loki so yeah, he seems nice. I like that. I literally, when he said, I killed Thor, I literally was, like, eating dinner, and I was like, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. He doesn't mess around. Um, like, that set the fucking tone for that character. Yeah. I was like, alright, yeah, cool, cool. Hell yeah. He did. Um, I loved Crocodile, Alligator, Loki, Crokey. Yeah, yeah, um, Crokey. <laughs> uh, uh, what's his did face? Did you see Throg? I did see Throg. Which is Thor Frog. Um, yeah. There was a lot of Easter eggs. I, they put the fucking Thanos copter in it, which is what mm-hmm. I was actually so surprised to see that. And I was like, okay. Uh, so a lot of, of those things seem just kind of like hilarious, but also yeah. a lot of them were like things that were pushing me towards thinking it's Kang, but also it's like red herrings. Maybe. Right, right. I think a lot of those were just Easter eggs. That's what, that's my guess is a lot of those were just Easter eggs. We're not going to see the Thanos copter again, unfortunately. But, like, there was the, like, Ronin's crashed ship. Right. And there was, like, the Leviathan skeletons and stuff. Like, these are, like, things out of time. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, I don't want to call them, like, trinkets or something, but... Right. They're also all things pretty specific to, like, Loki's past. Not Ronin, necessarily, but, like, the Leviathan skeletons. Maybe Ronin. I mean, Ronin also worked for Thanos, who Loki worked for. Yeah, definitely. But there was, like, uh, the, the, uh, God, what was this? Yellow Jacket's helmet? I don't think that really is connected to Loki at all. No, but, again, like, out of time or something, right? Right, yeah. It was the place out of time. Right. So it's like, that just keeps me thinking about Kang. But also, it's like, maybe not. I'm excited to see this Wizard of Oz fucking ending. Where they just go up and move a stupid curtain, and it's someone who's like, it's it's Howard the Duck. I really want it to be like that. I think it would be a great ending to Loki. They just look at each other, and they're like, Howard the Duck? (laughs) Exactly. It could even be like a Loki who like doesn't want, like a a truly evil Loki who doesn't want other Lokis to be good. Um, because I th- they say glorious purpose so much. I know that's Loki's like catchphrase, but that has to come in somewhere in this last episode. Yeah, like someone who like I've achieved my glorious purpose. Right, that just sounds like a sacred timeline something like glorious purpose. Um, those yeah, but who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much to say about episode five. It didn't really bring us much. No. Like it got us to where we needed to go. It was fun. It had a lot of Easter eggs. It was a lot of fan service, which do I mean, you think? Yeah, that we will see Mobius on a jet ski. I, I will riot if we don't. <laughs> that is, I know they've set up so much shit in the past of these shows and failed on it. I will genuinely be fucking pissed if they don't do that. That is like the level of Army of the Dead setting something up and not following through on it. Uh, I would actually be mad. Oh uh, wow. 100%. 100%. Um, that would be the easiest payoff ever. And if they don't do it, what the fuck? Um, yeah. I'm just going to check on the Discord in the morning and it's yeah. going to be raging. Exactly. I'll spoil it for everyone if it doesn't happen. I'll be so pissed. Um, I, okay, so I do have a question that I was thinking about. Um, 
it's kind of Loki connected. Uh, the reason I say this is, um, well, the reason I have this question is, uh, one second real quick. Let me take it down. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Uh, I have to remember, uh, the name of this actor real quick. Uh, Owen Wilson. Not Owen Wilson. Wow. Uh, um, uh, Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage. Uh, in this week, uh-huh. we got a article that I didn't include in the news that was saying that he was disappointed that he never got a end to Luke Cage. Which yeah, I agree okay. with. Like it ended with him becoming spoilers. Like the the pretty much um what kind of mouth was like he was the 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 owner of uh the club in Harlem, kind of like the main guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that does not feel like a satisfying ending for Luke Cage. Um, but my yeah. question is thinking about it because this week we also got James Gunn. I think it was James Gunn and someone else saying that none of those shows are canon, which I think we've known that for a bit. My question is if you had to go back and this goes out to you, Shane and chat, if you had to pick between these new shows being canon or the old Netflix shows, be canon or even existing which at this point could you say which one you would rather have like would you rather have the netflix shows or would you rather have the disney plus shows i don't know why i can't have both i know i'm saying this is a hypothetical question like right now if you had to choose i guess i'd pick i'd want the disney ones because of continuity purposes see i'm on the opposite spectrum i i loved the netflix shows I i really did too I and I think the reason is that is because they they all had well not all of them but some of them had endings like Daredevil season one like was a complete story. Um, That's true. Did you watch all three seasons? I did, and I really liked season three of Daredevil. And I like yeah, I, it all felt complete. I thought yeah, I they could have gone season four, and I just I don't feel that with this these series, like. Will I have a reason to watch all of WandaVision or Loki or um, Winter uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier like a couple years from now other no. than to be like, oh, I'm catching up on all the, like, the Marvel Universe. Like right. I, I could see myself watching Daredevil again because I know I'm going to get a complete story there. Um, sure. But I don't see myself watching Loki all the way through again because it's I know it's leading into something. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying right. it's... I kind of wish that the Netflix show that I like, they kind of like, I would love Loki, the same style Loki in the sense of like a Netflix show. Um, right. I just don't understand why, like why they can't be Canon. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're all characters that haven't been used yet. They haven't been cast yet and their stories are pretty much incomplete. So like, why couldn't you just keep the same cast? and keep their stories canon because it's too gruesome for Disney. They were cool stories, and this way exactly. you don't have to do a fucking introduction. You just you tell the world, hey, listen, John Bernthal is showing up as the Punisher in this new Spider-Man movie. Get yeah. hype. And then people will be like, oh, shit, and they'll go watch the Netflix show, and then you don't have to worry about an introduction to this character. It's already done in a cool way. I completely agree. I think um, them making those films, I mean, those shows not canon is a waste because those were genuinely good shows. I know a lot of people didn't like Iron Fist, um, and to an extent, some people didn't like Luke Cage. But, like, even if you disregard those two shows, which I still like those shows, um, you still have Jessica Jones, Punisher, and Daredevil, which three shows that can stand on their own. Those are the three that I like the most. 
yeah. and watched all of. I thought they were amazing. Um, yeah. But, like, you're telling me that these five, like, pieces that are pretty awesome and the, yeah. that all led into this Defenders thing, which could bridge perfectly into, like, your Young Avengers world. Definitely. That's going on. Like, having them seek guidance from, like, the older Hell's Kitchen people, that seems, like, so perfect. Um, now I lost my train of thought because I was all hype about that. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I don't know. It, you're right. It just seems like a waste. They're, it's, they just did so well with it. Yeah, And just... now, now it's like they're going to probably... Re- I heard that Charlie Cox was going to be in She-Hulk or some shit. I, see, I think that was just speculation because I'm even looking at this thing from 2019 with uh, Kevin Feige saying previous MCU, t- MCU TV shows aren't part of canon. Um, but like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon? No, I don't even think that any- is anymore. Which is crazy so, because like Agents of Shield and stuff referenced the movies. Yeah, and well they referenced the movies in the Netflix shows too. That is true, the Battle of New York. Yeah. And uh that's so weird because like even Phil Colson was like the main part of Agents of Shield. So you're telling me that Canon now is that he's dead and none of that happened? Yeah, I just I, I think they're wasting potential. I think those shows were great. I I and I think that I think Eventually, Marvel has to make another uh, TV series that is self-contained like that. Um, I think that this might because of, be because of other shit, right? Like, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show introduced a bunch of bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Absorbing Man, and it had, like, uh, Quake in it. in it, and Ghost Rider. Like, Quake's not a bad guy, but, you know, right, she was Ghost in Rider it as well. Either. Well, Ghost Rider is right. the hero. But, yeah. um, and then there was enemies, like bad guys all over the place in the Netflix shows. So it's like, yeah, you I had, feel um, like maybe they just want to like redo all this stuff. It's like a big money pit. Like they're just more bad guys for people to fight down the way. Because like uh, George St. Pierre's character in Captain America came back after like 18 movies later. He was in like the first, second Captain America movies. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, Batrock the Leaper, a classic beat em up bad guy that would show up just to get his shit rocked in like yeah. most of the cartoons and stuff. Like maybe they're just looking to get their beat em up bad guys back, like Absorbing Man and the, uh, you know, the hand. Uh, the hand yeah, is like, sweet though. I don't like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm always going to be disappointed about that. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of that decision. And I, I wouldn't. why wouldn't you recast or cast them the same? Like bring them back. Right. It's such a good time. Even if you're not going to keep the material the same, like having the same actors would be. Cool. I honestly but then it, can't the think of a better Daredevil than Charlie Cox. Like he's so good. He's so I guess if you keep the same actors, though, like there's always the implication, right? That right, exactly. Maybe it's canon, even though it's not. And the craziest thing is they're doing a multiverse right now. Like. <laughs> Like, why well, I, I wouldn't be having like such a like bring this up as much. Like, if we don't have like main uh, people in the Marvel like MCU like produce producers and stuff saying like it's not canon, like well, you could have just not said that and just like right use them whenever, but you're like cutting off that bridge, which just sucks. I, I yeah, um, I think that they should have just used this multiverse idea to consolidate all of their Marvel properties, yeah. Under Definitely. one roof, Definitely. like with Venom and everything, and like, but maybe it seems they like, will, but who knows? Yeah, it seems like that's gonna happen a little bit, maybe like with Venom, 
Yeah. Because of like Mobius, not Mobius, Morbius. Uh, and like, yeah, like what Venom appeared in, like, not Venom. Uh, uh, Spider Man was on a wall in Morbius. Yeah. So it's like maybe with stuff like that, but not definitely not with the Netflix shows and stuff. And that's a big bummer. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's just what I was thinking because I like, I watched Loki and then I like, I saw like, um, I, th- I think it was James Gunn who said it. Um, which I don't even know why he was talking about it, to be honest. But he was, and uh, I was just like, "Damn, that sucks." Because those movie, those shows, like, I think without those shows, like, I honestly don't like the MCU would have still done well. But I think those shows had a really an effect on people, which could show like the MCU could be a little bit more serious. Yeah, and it kept me like into superheroes in between movies exactly you can i kind of want i watch those shows to be like ooh, maybe they'll reference the 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 yeah other universe but then we also got great shows so it's like okay. right uh but yeah so loki that was a weird tangent let's go back to loki uh that, that was episode five uh episode six tonight we'll see what happens hopefully it's big i really hope it's a big big explosion i it's i it hopefully laser it's, fights uh oh my god so talking about the emmys a bit um the marvel show every the emmys okay just because all the marvel shows so far have been getting so many nominations oh yeah i saw that uh don Cheadle uh, got one falcon and the winter soldier for his three minutes being in and he he literally said why (laughs) he's like why am i being included in this it's kind of insane how many nominations marvel is getting for these which makes me just realize how stupid the emmys are like why um, the fuck? What? Oh, why can't I think of his fucking name? Ah, uh, Paul Bettany got one for his role in Wandavision. Like that's the only one I think I would. And maybe like uh, Elizabeth Olsen, like uh, is really also like pretty good Vision. in it. I think yeah. Paul Bettany's always done a good job as Vision. Yeah, I um, I don't know. It just I. I I don't think any of these shows, I don't know if any of them were nominated for best best show, but I really don't think they should they should do that. I mean, I think some of the acting was good enough to be nominated for some things, but um uh, I I would put the first season of Daredevil up against like any of these though for awards. Oh, absolutely. I think the first I like genuinely think the first season of Daredevil on its own is a great great show. Fantastic. Uh, the third um, season was fantastic as well. The the ending of the season three is one of the best endings of a season. That whole season, I mean, yeah. It, it kind the thing that kind of sucked for me, I think, was that uh, I started watching it and I was like, "Damn, what the fuck is going on?" I had to go yeah. back and watch the Defenders. <laughs> right. That's such uh, a Marvel problem. Is they connect everything? It's like what? Yeah. So, but that that season was so cool like just from beginning to end after watching the defenders after understanding what the fuck was going on at the beginning of the show it was, it was right really and i think oh god are you if we're talking about this i think the biggest loss if we're like that i the mcu is gonna get is losing um wilson fisk is vincent d on the yeah. as um kingpin i don't yeah. think anyone can play him better he's no, like not. there's no one who could play him better and I know he really wanted to be back in the MCU, and like losing him was like he, him as a villain was one of the greatest villains in Marvel. All the greatest, I would, like, I would argue that he's probably one of the top Marvel villains we've seen on screen. I mean, he's fantastic. 
Yeah. Like so truly fantastic. Yeah. yeah I, I like, right. I like that show a lot. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, hopefully Loki <laughs> episode six doesn't get hit with WandaVision episode last episode flying one division yeah hopefully it doesn't hopefully it actually (laughs) hopefully it ends well so far it's been great i uh hope it doesn't i hope it lands its uh final flip what if it is wanda (laughs) and then they shoot lightning bolts at each other (laughs) i am not a witch pew 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 we're magical people, but we're gonna shoot laser beams at each other for some stupid. Re- I'm great. Let's get. Let's move on to the movie of the week. Um. Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, we it's are just me, man. <laughs> it's just the. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um. All right. So that was the new segment. Um. If you guys let us know what you guys thought in the comments and YouTube or on, the, I don't know if Spotify has comments. Let us know what you think about the MCU and what's gonna go on with it in the future um but we are about to talk about the movie of the week this week we watched the sci-fi the french how oh god how do i want to describe this film the, the french vignette. the the vignette yes a vignette of a man uh in the future after world war three uh we're talking about the sci-fi experimental french film called la jete which um for those who don't know what la jete mean it means it means uh, like the pier um it's a it's a description of like a place you like walk out onto to get onto a like plane oh god what is the actual translation god it's a pier it's a pier that's what i'm trying to say it's a pier so it means the pier um so this is a uh, one of my favorite films of all time, Shane. Uh, I think this was your first time watching it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did any yeah. part of you think that I had watched this ever in my life? No, I don't know. This is like actually one of the more like surprisingly is it super popular. It's one of the most popular experimental films. So it's not like okay. that doesn't mean shit though. It's like okay. being the most <laughs> popular was... like band kid. Which no offense if you're band kid. But... <laughs> I was a band kid. That was a weird um, shade to throw right by by me. I, I sat in the corner by my. Never mind. Um, and I wasn't trying to be condescending about yeah. the movie either. It's just uh, I had definitely never heard. Of right, it. right. This isn't like I. Yeah, this is not a film that I expect like everyone to have seen or like. But it is like a popular uh, experimental film. Uh, but yeah, so this was your first time watching it. This is probably my thirty billionth time watching it. Um. Yeah, so let's let me let me let's let me start by describing what the story is, um, and then we can talk about our thoughts on it. So, uh, Logetti is a film by Chris Marker, who is a pretty well-known experimental filmmaker. If uh, you are into experimental films, he's made a couple pretty big ones. Um, he also wrote for Twelve Monkeys, which is an adaptation of this story. He also did San Sole, which is a really great film. Um, I recommend, uh, but yeah, this came out, uh, well, the, I, I decided to do this film because I think it's a good contrast to last week's film, which was 2001, a space odyssey, 2001, a space odyssey was this film about humanity and this very like macro lens of what is going on. And I think Lagetti is a very personal film about 
humanity in its own sense. So this is the story of a man forced to explore his memories in the wake of World War III's devastation told through still images. So this film is all still images except for five seconds in this, like, three-fourths through. Um, but it is... Yes. I and fucking we'll talk, knew I wasn't losing my mind. We'll, we'll talk about that part. Uh, also, hey, Watershed, how's it going? Um, so this film is about a prisoner. Um, after World War III, most of the world is in ruin. Uh, it takes place in the catacombs under Paris. Uh, the people tr- surviving under Paris, um, he's a prisoner too because uh, the Germans took over France. Um, they believe that their only way of survival is through time travel. And the only way to really do time travel in this film is you have to find someone who has a very strong memory of the past. And uh, our main character has a very strong memory of being on a jetty, on a pier, seeing this very beautiful woman's face and watching a man die. So he is a prime candidate. Um, this entire story goes throughout. It's only 28 minutes long. It explores him time traveling back in the past, meeting this woman. It's also a very, it's a romance uh, film about him and this woman. Um, at the same time, these, it's like almost torture doing this time travel. He keeps going back in time further and further. Eventually he goes to the future because that was the main plan. He gets a way to bring back humanity with like this resource generator. Um, and then we end with the man having a choice to either go back to the past or go to the future. Um, from the future people are like, we can do like, we can save you because the people, because he's a prisoner of war, he was going to get killed. Um, he goes back into the past to see the woman, uh, in, in this really roundabout way, the, the memory that he has remembered so well that can bring him into the past. Hello, let him time travel is like I said, the memory of him on the pier, um, seeing the woman's face and watching a man die twist ending. The man who dies is himself. Jokes on you, idiot. <laughs> How dare you time travel? <laughs> um, don't fuck with time. That's the moral of the story. Uh, what do I think of Oculus Quest 2? I don't think I've... Have I seen... I don't know if I've seen that. Um, is that similar to this? I'll have to check that out, too. Check that out. Oh, it, it's... Never mind. It's the new uh, VR. Um I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know too much about VR to be honest. Um, but anyway, so this was your first time watching it, Shane. I know this film kind of is, it's nothing. It's like nothing we've watched before. Um, yeah. 99% of this film is still images with narration over it. The narration is in French. So you have to watch it with subtitles on. Um, uh-huh. it has this really scratching and jarring soundtrack, which I would compare it to 2001. It has all like this classical, uh, type style um, chorus to it, and yeah, what 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 are your, what are your thoughts as a brand new viewer, never seen this film before? Um, I immediately knew that I needed to pay attention. <laughs> yes, which which was which was fine. You know, I I I enjoy films, so I don't mind like actually having to be like an active viewer. I normally am for these podcast films anyway. Right. Um, but it was like, especially so because yeah, you, you definitely know, have to pay attention to this film. It was in French. There was pictures. A picture tells a thousand words, and there was yeah. many pictures. So, exactly. You know, 
I was just trying to stay on track, and now after like listening to your description of the story, I'm glad that I I pretty much nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially because like I think there was a couple, there was at least one sentence that I I missed, and I had to like roll back and read again. Yeah, I I, I had to rewatch it a couple times, like to like be like okay, because like the the narration is very poetic too. Yes, it's it has not... like a an ionic tempen pentameter. Yeah, he speaks like, with a rhythm. Exactly. <laughs> this is one of the quotes. It's one of my favorite quotes from it. Um, where it's describing the man going and doing the time travel test. It's uh, they begin again. The man doesn't die, nor does he go mad. He suffers. They continue. Like that's very a poetic way of saying they're continuing on with the tests. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but overall, I I mean, I didn't hate it. You know, it's nice. just a, it's just a different thing. I could Absolutely. understand how like. You know, films like this aren't for everybody. Not everybody's oh, gonna love something like this. But like, this is this is stuff I like. I like to watch things that people don't like, and I like to watch experimental stuff and weird things and absolutely stuff that makes me think. So it was interesting. Um, I definitely one hundred percent thought I was going crazy at one point because uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about that part. Um, yeah, you said it was all pictures last week and I just kind of was like, yeah, yep. all pictures, the captain literal. Like, do you remember that show? All that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had that family, the literals and like everything that got said to them. They just took yeah. it absolutely literally. Yeah, yeah. You said that. And I was like, every single piece of this is going to be a picture. And right. then the credits rolled and I was like, okay, this isn't a picture. But uh but then right. anyway, it, it got to that part where the lady was like sleeping. Is this the right part? Yep, that's the dream part. That's the part. Yeah, I um I, whenever I recommend this movie to everyone, I never tell them about that part. Because I, I think it's a very important part and a very jarring part because it does um during okay, so let me describe this part to everyone. Uh so about I wanna say three fourths through the parts of the movie, kind of near the climax. Um our character has gone back in time enough to meet this woman that they have a I would consider it a romantic relationship. Um, he's watching her sleep. And during that time, let me see if I can find the actual narration from that part. Um, it, it's pretty much discussing. Uh, let's see. Do, do, I'll keep looking, but I can't find it. Um, but uh, I can't find it right now. But this, um, this part of the film is him kind of. Um, well, the narrator discussing, because we don't really get his thoughts. It's the narrator. The narrator is not our main character. The narrator mm -hmm. is this external force. Um, we never actually get dialogue from anyone in the movie. We hear some people speaking in German, but it's purposely, there is no subtitles for them. So we don't know what they're talking about. Um, unless you know German, then you know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but anyway, a little the, bit, but nothing specific, just the counting. That was the only yes, part. Oh I yeah. Knew. I knew. Yeah. They were counting down. I, that's the only part of German. I, I knew. Um, anyway, this is the part of the film where he, the narrator is asking the question, is this all a dream? Kind of like, is this how he's coping with the apocalypse, uh, world war three and all this stuff, or is this real? And at the same time uh, on screen, we're getting all these still frames of this woman sleeping. Um, and she's like turning over and like, you notice that like the pictures are getting closer in time to each other. And then there's a good three to five seconds where she actually blinks. And it is a very jarring part of the film because none of it is, none of it's a film. It's all still photographs. So there's no movement. And at the same time, the film is posing the question, is this all a dream? We get that shot. Um, Which is not a photograph. No, 
not a photograph at all. And it is really jarring. It's like, whoa, wait, what? Um, and it really puts the emphasis on this, kind of this weird time travel thing. Uh, because that's the thing about this film I like. And I like this is the thing in general about um, time travel films is I like when they don't describe it to me. They don't tell me how it works. Yeah, yeah. Because once you start trying to explain time travel, you have to like explain so many things away. This is true. So this is a very abstract way of describing time travel and going through time, which again, that's why I wanted to watch this film after we watched 2001 because 2001 also does this really uh, abstract experimental way of describing passage of time. Um, but yeah, so yeah, shortest film we've watched so far. Yeah. Um, I think I might put us on a long one. Hell yeah. Um, uh, like, I, I guess I, I can talk about this film from my perspective. Uh, this is one of my favorite films of all time. It, it was, uh, the film that I watched freshman year of college that really made me want to go into experimental filmmaking just because, uh, just the idea of using still images and narration and still having such a compelling story. Um, and even the images are very compelling. Like it's crazy yeah. because, uh, Chris Marker wanted to also play when we talk about experimental films like those we have to talk about like all these different like small things that happen in it and kind of what it means and we're not going to talk about them all here but uh this was also kind of chris marker playing uh around with the idea of film because filmmaking and film is literally just photographs in time you're just moving photographs very fast that is what filmmaking is uh that's why there's 24 frames per second it's just 24 photographs per second and you get it's the illusion of movement the illusion of time that is what filmmaking creates um so with chris marker doing it what he did here was uh still images still making it a film with narration and it's also a film about time travel so it's kind of like this meta thing about like time and filmmaking and then it's this also this personal story about this man and love and kind of how you deal with apocalypse and then like at a like even larger like larger um level this film is also about humanity because it's this man who watches his own death um doesn't know it it comes back and eventually he w realizes that the person he watched die was him so he watches his own death his own death which can be compared to the world war three thing happening having like humanity being its own killer and in the end we'll only look back and see that we were the ones who killed ourselves um there's a lot of stuff going on in this film but yeah, um, also the soundtrack, super, super creepy. Yes, very unnerving. Ah, it's like looking over uh, the first uh, couple minutes when it's like describes uh, the chaos of World War Three and how there's radiation everywhere. And it's just yeah. like showing the destruction of Paris. And it just has yeah. that choir over it is like actually bone chilling. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't like when uh, they were talking about the... World War Three, and it was the jet sounds over the the plane, yeah. or over the, over the jetty. <laughs> yes, over the pier. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, kind of on a side note, I I did say like bonus homework to watch Twelve Monkeys. Shane and I both didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> but Twelve Monkeys is uh based off of this film. Uh, Chris Marker actually helped Tyrion Gilliam write this, write Twelve Monkeys. Um, so if you've seen Twelve Monkeys, you've just seen a more Hollywood 
uh, action story version of this film. And that one kind of goes, doesn't really, it talk, it's still about like World War Theory, I'm trying to remember from memory, but it's about like a virus that came from monkeys. 12 Monkeys, there's still a TV show I haven't seen. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's get to ruining, ruin this, yeah. ruining this. One of Chain my favorite Smash. movies, Shane Smash. So let's talk about uh, first breakdown what this film needs. Um, it needs to be experimental. It needs to. I think we stay keep it with still. For actually, I don't know how we're ruining it, so I can't say we might get something like uh, daylight, like soap opera or something, which I don't know if we can. Yeah. Do. yeah. Um. So it has to be a film about time travel. Um. It has to be okay. kind of abstract in that sense. Uh, so we're not getting into the hard science. We're not doing kind of like the interstellar thing. We're like story interstellar told through narration. Yes, story told through narration. Uh, no, all dialogue is incidental. And when I say that, that means um, when someone talks about incidental dialogue in film, it means like none of the dialogue was like meant to push the story forward. It's kind of just dialogue that's happening in the background, like the German people speaking. Uh, we don't really know what it means. It could add to the story, but it really doesn't. Um. I think uh, the soundtrack, um, the thing about this film too, is like all the actors and actresses are like, kind of like no names. You, I, I like, I'm on IMDB. Like, I think these, like most of these people, like this was their one role, like, hmm. which is, um, you get that a lot with experimental filmmaking because there's not the budget for it. Um, it has to be a short film. I think, I think like 28 minutes, 20, 20 to 40 minutes and that's the thing about this film too and short films in general which i hope we watch more of in the future is uh it kind of really shows you that you don't need really long films to tell a story yeah no this is a very compelling story with a very short runtime i I thoroughly enjoyed what happened here and it didn't take a very long time right i like i don't think you like i think adding on to like making this longer would have just did a disservice it did everything it needed to in 28 Mm -hmm. minutes um all right yeah let's see how we're ruining ruining this movie uh again uh for anyone listening in the future first of all how are you time traveling what the hell are is podcasting just time traveling uh second you you can go to our discord which no one voted on right now uh oh actually no one voted for prequel sequel or remake but we do get that this is a fantasy remake. So that's something we can work with. Let's do remake, fantasy remake of La Jetty. Um, So a time-traveling short that is no longer sci-fi, but is now fantasy. Um, with narration over it, it we could keep it experimental. Um, we could even do it in, like, paintings instead of photographs. That would be kind of cool. Oh. I like the idea of like old time fantasy told through paintings. Yeah, kind of like we could like change Legetti instead of it being like film, it'd be like animation because animation again is just just bunch of drawings moving really fast in front of your eyes to create the illusion of movement. Um, right. But like paintings, like old school like tapestries. Mm-hmm. Um, you we could you could really remove the science fiction aspect of time travel here and make it magic. Yeah, like, you sure have there's to a bad go. wizard. Yeah. There's Evil a wizard in a tower busy creating a, a, a Cerberus or something. Exactly. Some monster in the monster manual that an Ex- angry wizard creates. Yeah, and like it could have, it could, World War Three could have happened in this fantasy land, except it's not World War Three. There's just a plague. Instead of nukes, it's just like this crazy plague a warlock created. Oh, um, yeah. 
and this one person who there could even he could still even be a prisoner or like just like a villager like the the mages could be sending him back in time to try to find a cure uh, but he falls in love with a fair maiden uh, but it's all through painted tapestry yeah just single shots of tapestries. That actually sounds pretty fucking sweet. That sounds cool. Like, I would watch happens? the hell of this. Does he, like, get to be with his fair maiden, or does he get sucked back through time and have to, like... Do we... Do the tapestries just end with, like, a, a burned tapestry? <laughs> oh, what if it's... Okay, so what if it's, like... Because, you know, like, the tapestry, like, you can do the, kind of, like, a Morbius strip with it? Yeah, like, yeah. What if the because we if we're going to do the Legetti thing like the first thing we see in Legetti is like the 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 memory of the woman and then the guy dying yeah yeah which that's the same shot that we end on with you see the woman and then you realize the guy dying from the beginning which his memory is is him dying which is crazy maybe concept uh yeah maybe because you know uh how tapestry is like if we do like the Murray stick like strip thing like they're connected in the end like. Maybe the first image we see is, like, this villager running forward, and there's, like, a sword behind him, like, just poking yeah. out, and then we find out, like, the person who has to kill the pin pass self is, like, himself or something? Or or we see, like, a dead person laying there, um, and maybe the warlock goes back and kills him? I think you just, you just see a dead person on the ground, but you don't see their face. Yes! And then in the next frame, you see our hero... Yes. Just doing whatever he's doing. Maybe leaving church. <laughs> doing something nice. Yeah, and then the plague hits. Then you see like a yeah. bunch of like people like kind of doing the scream face, not the scream movie, but like the scream painting. Um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. doing that face and uh the plague happening, and then you see him like in a cage is the next frame, and then you see a bunch of wizards with their pointy hats and he's like on a table chained up and they're pouring potions in his mouth. And then, like, we kind of get, a, like, a repeat of, like, I don't know how you'd show back in time. Uh, well, we have narration. Spiral. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, a spiral you know painting. how the, the portal looked in, like, Army of... Uh, not, uh, like, between Army of Darkness and... Uh, yeah, 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 that like, swirly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like a painted portal put in a movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, He goes back in time. He has to do the same memory thing that he has to do in Legetti, where it's like you have to like become strong enough with a test with your memory to like keep going back in time. He falls in love with this fair maiden over and over again. Um, there's one part of animation, same pretty much frame for frame. Yeah, yeah. Um, he goes back. He goes to the future, which is just more wizards. The wizards gave him a magic spell to go back and kind of like replenish the world from the plague. Uh, mm -hmm. He gets the same option. Does he want to go into the future? with the better world, or does he want to go back and see the Fair Maiden? Which, that's got a big part of Legetti, too, is, like, he gets the choice. Does he want to live in a future without this woman? And then... Um... Chooses the future. He goes through with it, ages so rapidly yeah, that he boom. just decrepitly falls and dies with his face away from the tapestry. <laughs> yes, well, he would have to go back in the past, fall in love with that woman, and then die of old age. Die. Sure, yeah. And Captain then America. it would be him. Yeah, because then, then that'd be the whole like cycle, like um, the life cycle. What if? What if? Okay, hear me out here. What, what if, if his dead body, because he is from the past, was the plague had the plague in it, and when he dies, uh, that starts the whole plague. 
Hell <laughs> which yeah. starts his story from going, wait, it's a cool ass story. We just he wrote he's a good guy because he's going to church and stuff, but really he's carrying this virus. Exactly. And when he dies, it gets released, which starts the plague, which starts the wizards from finding him to send him back in time, which he does. He goes back in time at the end of get with the fair maiden. He still has the plague in him. He dies. Repeat, 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 repeat. Yes. The Boom. cycle must be broken. Incoming adventuring party at level three. Yeah, and it's in French. So <laughs> what are we calling it? What's the castle in French? Or no, the... Uh, the, the, the uh, ooh, yeah. Actually, what's the church? Because we we put emphasis on church in French. Is church a French word? Uh, I don't know. French. Oh, God, I don't know how to say it. Eglisey? Eglisey? I don't know. Let's see if there's a better a word I can pronounce in French better. Oh, we'll call it the temple because temple in English is, is French. Oh, I was English, say, everyone. We steal, we steal words from everyone else. Oh, the temple, la temple. Uh, boom. I would watch the hell out of that film. That sounds like a sweet ass film. Yeah, Time travel, I mean, everyone. Movie ruined by not really movie made better. Not made better, but different movie. Would watch. Boom. Yeah, there we did. Thanks for your help. Yeah, yeah. Whoever voted for fantasy, you're great. Thank you. Good on you. Um. All right. What are we watching next week, Shane? Oh. Um. Well, I was having a hard time deciding. Okay. I kind of landed on one. But okay. then you were talking about like time travel and humanity and all this stuff. So I was thinking, stuffs. I was thinking Interstellar. Okay. I think it'll be an interesting journey to go from 2001 to Legette to Interstellar. Oh, we yeah. were doing our own rubber band style time traveling. Yeah, here. we're doing our well. Yeah, we start with the influence. Uh, well, we start with the original, then we get to the influence. I'm down for it. I'm like it. Um, I've said the past. It's not my. It's not my favorite film, but I, I I don't hate watching it. Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah, I know that it's not, and and I just kind of landed on it because of the themes that we've explored. No, like I said, I like I said, I uh, it's not my favorite film, but like I I have no problem watching it again. Perfect. It was either that or I was thinking about Hated in the Nation, but that did just not. It just didn't jive with what we've been talking about. Yeah, which is that's also a film that i've not it's seen a, it's a well it's uh oh, it's, it's black mirror it's black mirror yeah but nice. yeah it didn't it just didn't right. maybe next time fair enough fair enough we've and we've been doing these trifectas of films yeah i mean interstellar makes sense because every other time travel movie i could think of is like bill and ted's excellent adventure or the ones yeah. that are insanely complicated i didn't want to do like the time machine because right I mean, it's good, but the movie adaptation of the book isn't everything I wanted it to be. I don't. I've never read the book, but yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, Interstellar next week, everybody. Get ready yeah. to sit down for two and a half hours. Hell, hell yeah. Um. All right. Well, that is the episode, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the news. I hope you enjoyed our ruining of Lajeti. Um. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. But before we get out of here, let's do some plugs. Shane, what do you got going on? I'm Shane. You can catch me live at twitch.tv slash bring the Shane. I do do other gaming things. And I have a hardcore Minecraft world that I run on Fridays. Come check it out. We're fun people. Hell yeah. 
Um, you can find me here on Monday and Tuesday, so doing dummies play. Uh, thank you for that subscription, Shane. <laughs> uh, uh, Mondays I do dummies play with Shane. Uh, we're currently playing through the Sea of Thieves Pirate. It's a pirate's life for me expansion. Right. We have the last tall tale. We're probably going to be finishing that up next week. Um, Tuesdays, you know what I'm here for. This podcast. Hey. Uh, you can go to my YouTube, which is uh, Farm Goat Plays, though. I just hit 100 subscribers. I am actively uploading uh, gameplay and all that kind of fun stuff to that channel, so go check that out. Um, you can find all of our The Ruining Movies stuff at Ruining Movies at YouTube. And yeah, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys are having a good summer. I know it's a weird summer. Everything's kind of opening up, but everything's not opening up, and the storms are ravaging <laughs> everywhere. On it out. What a day. Yeah, what a day. Um, also, we play games after these podcasts, so we're going to play Go Play Valorant. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for so watching. On Valorant? I don't know. We'll figure I thought out. we were going to escape from Tarkov. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Be excellent to each other. Peace. Bye.